Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. And today we've got for you head coach Matt Rule talking about uh, the backup quarterback battle, how many wide receivers he intends to keep, um, his views on Farrow Cooper, a couple of other players, including punter Joe Charlton, who has not had uh, a good week at practice, um, and kind of how he views that that special teams battle, um, in addition to some other questions about uh, just the way that he corrects mistakes, um, why he views somebody that can play on offense and defense uh, having particular value this year, and then uh, fills in on some injury updates and some other things from Thursday's practice. In addition to this podcast, if you want more Panthers coverage, I would encourage you to go check out some other offerings from the Riot Network. Quick Blitz with Sheena Quick and Vashti Hurt had a great episode that came out on Wednesday. One Day Contract, which features myself, Colin Hoggard, and Nikki Wolf, had Charlotte Observer beat writer Elena Getzenberg on the show, uh, which was a really fun time. We gave out some high school superlatives. Elena complains about how she didn't win best hair in high school, and I reveal which play I was in. Uh, It was a musical, hint, and I was not the star. Anyway, that's on one day contract, but coming up right now, here is head coach Matt Rule. Very, very long at all. Just kind of curious uh, why quick hook and then uh, kind of given his history on hard knocks, I'd be curious what his reaction was. He's a great young man, and uh, no issues with him at all. Um, just, just chance we had a chance we had a pass rusher in Jelk uh, Hemingway's back today. So just it's a numbers game. This is a really hard year, you know, being at eighty as opposed to ninety, and you know having some players get hurt early that we want to hold on to in Kirkwood, etc. So um, really just got caught up in a numbers game. You know, did, did a nice job, caught a touchdown, but Hemingway being back and a chance to go, you know, go get Jelk just really led to that. Hey, Matt, uh, this is Miles Simmons. Oh, we just got a chance to talk with Farrow Cooper. I'm wondering how do you feel like he's done as a returner, and can you see him contributing this year as a wide receiver? He's had a great camp so far. Um, and, uh, you know, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe said it to me the other day, you know, he, he's a guy who's, who's really brought in as a returner but um, has done a really nice job of receiver and, and can help us as a receiver. He can help us uh, run after the catch. He gets open. He knows the routes. He works really hard. Um, I'm, I'm really pleased with Farrell. He's been one of the, uh, he's one of the guys in this camp that's really uh, shown me something. Coach, uh, Steve from Associated Press. Um, I'm just curious, w- would you consider using uh, Christian McCaffrey in that role as a punt returner in certain situations? Certain situations? Uh, yeah, Christian, Christian goes back and he, he works on catching punts. Uh, so does DJ. Um, you know, I think uh, I think it depends on you know how, how good he is compared to the next guy, compared to the next guy. You know, if there's a significant upgrade by anyone, we would use them in the right situation. So um, it's a, it's a little bit hard this year. You know, we really evaluate the punt returners not having you know not having the preseason games where you can really get the live bullets. You know, I think you guys saw us um, on uh, I don't know what today is Thursday. I think you guys saw us on Tuesday using the uh, you know really working hard on the kickoff returns with some semi live reps. You know, so. We're trying to simulate simulate those things, and we think we've got something really good in, in Faro. But uh, McCaffrey, you know, DJ, anybody will use if it gives us an advantage. Hey, man, this is David Newton. I wanted to ask you. I know the New England Patriots. So there's talk about them rotating 
um, their quarterbacks in the first game or two to kind of get a feel for what they can do. Are you guys looking at that at all? Uh, uh, for us, no, no right now we, we, um, we, we feel like we have three quarterbacks who can play, but the, you know, right now this is uh, this is Teddy's show and uh, he's, he's played really well so far this camp. So um, we're going to keep pushing to get better with him and keep getting Will and PJ better. And, you know, we believe in competition. If someone plays better then they'll play. Um, but um, um, if we were, if we were playing today, that's all, that's how I always think of things. If we were to play today, Teddy would go out there and play the whole game and I expect to play really well. Hey Matt, Josh Graham, Sports Up Dry. How many wide receivers do you plan to keep on the roster ideally? I'm not, not sure if that'll be six or seven. Um, you know, it just depends on, you know, what we're not going to do is we're not going to um, keep a player in a position when another player is available. So we will be flexible. And part of that's because we have a lot of guys who can do a lot of things. You know, we have guys like Alex Arma and Reggie Bonifon and Curtis Samuel, all who can play multiple positions. So uh, we'll take the best available, but that, that number will probably be six or seven, uh, just depending on, um, just depending on who's healthy, who's playing well. And, you know, the, the other positions as well, as well as special teams. Hey, Matt, this speaking, is Brett. Of, uh, speaking of position flexibility, it looked like Miles um, uh, Hartsfield was playing a little bit on offense today. Um, would you uh, expand on what you saw from him that, uh, that made you interested in doing that? Yeah, he, he, he's, been, he's taken reps on offense every day so far. Um, had, had a nice touchdown. I think it was uh, – I forget what day it was, Monday or Tuesday. Had a nice, had a nice touchdown run in one of the FUD periods down the right sideline. You know, Miles is a guy that, that I recruited, and he was a great tailback in high school and uh, went to college and played defense. And, uh, you know, we've been repping on defense. We've been repping him at tailback, and um, you know, he's, he's a really good athlete. So he's someone that, uh, you know, as we try to fill numbers at, at different positions, just gives us a little flexibility to go back and forth. And, you know, that's part of the thing with this team this year, and as I said, with COVID, with the expanded tra- – um, the expanded uh, practice squad, you know, guys who can play on offense and on defense have a lot, lot, lot more versatility. So, um, Miles is someone who uh, who can uh, who can do that, and I think do it pretty well. Matt, this is Brett Jensen with WBT. Can you going back to the quarterbacks? Can you expand and talk about the backup battle right now between uh, you know Greer and Walker? You know, Greer seems to have been really spot on the last couple of days with his passes. Um, can you just talk about that battle and is one leading the other right now? Yeah, um, I would have said through the first week of camp, PJ would have been a little bit ahead. I think Will's battled back. Um, you know, I, I know when you guys watch it, I know you guys see it differently, you know, because obviously we're seeing like, hey, the ball should go here, it should go there. But, you know, to me, it's way too early to start thinking about, the, you know, that yet. You know, we're just, we're just trying to teach these two guys the system. And, and so one day one might look really good. One day the other might look really good, but really we're just kind of pointing to like two weeks from now and, and all those sort of decisions about who's where. Um, I just really think you have to get through a week of guys understanding what to do. A lot of guys like they, they go out there and they want to be perfect at all positions, right? They have, they go out there, they don't want to make mistakes. And I'm the opposite. I'm encouraging them to make mistakes, but, but, but show what they can do and let the coaches correct it. And so, each day, I think, you know, every position you see guys cutting loose a little bit more, you know, playing a little bit less in fear, a little bit more on the attack. And so both the quarterbacks have had some really good moments, um, you know, especially, you know, I, I hate that, you know, you, I know you guys are outside. We start to practice off right after stretch with some team reps inside and, and um, you know, both guys, you know, came out today and had really strong starts. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens next week into the third week and, and, and really kind of settle on, hey, this is the guy that's going to be number two. This is the guy that's going to be number three. But the most important thing to me is I feel like we have three guys that can win games in the National Football League um, eventually. You know, not, maybe not you know, those two young guys, maybe not yet right now, but I think they're getting closer and closer day by day. 
Matt, hey, Matt. Josh Grant, Matt, Josh Graham again. I just want you mentioned during the summer that it was hard to get an evaluation on what Joe Brady is like on the field because, quite frankly, you guys were all in Zoom meetings during the entire OTA period. Now that you've been working the last few weeks with him there, what is your first impression of Joe Brady as a hands-on coach? Yeah, Joe's a great coach. He's doing a great job. Um, he lets his assistant coaches coach, but also you can feel his presence out there. Um, he can put up with me. You know, I, I believe in creating distractions on the practice field. I, I think the practice field should be, I think, I think, you know, I really truly believe in iron sharpens iron, but I don't believe anyone should be comfortable, you know, and um, uh, he's able to keep his head calm, you know, well, as Roger Kipling said, all of us about them are losing theirs and blaming it on you. You know, I'm, I'm losing my mind and it's saying change to this and he's just cool and calm. And, and uh, so I think that bodes really well for him on game day. I think he'll, um, I think he'll always be in the moment, which is, you know, when he's in the moment, he's, you know, he knows what he's doing. Coach, this hey, is Stephen Well, I'm with the Shards. I hope you're doing well. Um, I'm wondering, has uh, there, I know you got a young guy in Joseph Charlton, and, and I'm wondering, has there been any um, guy in, in adding competition there at Puncher? Yeah, I mean, we, um, we're, we're happy with Charlton, you know, and I think, you know, we know that there's some, there's, there's, there's always veteran guys that we can bring in, you know, but uh, he, he's someone we want to invest in and see what he can do as, as uh, camp goes on. And so uh, he's here. We always could, you know, bring in someone that, you know, maybe can do both and give us a little bit of security as the year goes on, especially, you know, with COVID and all that that's happened this year. But, but right now in terms of the battle, um, you know, he, he's a guy that I want him to be here. I want him to make mistakes. I want him to have a bad day and then a good day and really learn how to deal with it. And, um, you know, not, not be emotional, not overreact, just, just, just stay with what he does. And so I think if, if we can do that with him, we can be really consistent with him. He's going to be a really good player. So, um, you know, we'll always, I mean, one thing you're going to see about me with Marty, I think we're always going to keep trying to, you know, look and see if there's an edge, if there's, if there's someone that we can get that helps us be better, we're going to do that. Um, but we like our roster as well. And so I don't, there's not a lot of guys that I'm saying, Hey, let's get rid of him. I mean, I think we have a lot of guys working really hard and, and, um, you know, so it makes it really hard to make roster moves because you like the way you guys are training. Coach, this is Stephen Toronto. Coach, this is Stephen Toronto of the Riot Report. Two of your biggest coaching influences are Bill Parcells and Tom Coughlin, both of whom were famous for being tough coaches with very stern and authoritarian coaching styles. With that background, what's your philosophy on how to discipline the team for mistakes during practice, whether it's push-ups, running laps, things like that? And where do you feel the line is between being too strict and not strict enough? Um, you know, I, I do it my way. You know, I just kind of do it the way I see it. Um, you know, when I was with Coach Coughlin, um, I would have said he was authoritative. I mean, he, 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 you know, I got him later in life, you know, but um, like we didn't do anything if a guy made a mistake, you know. Um, to me, I, you'll, you, I think one thing you'll notice, you know, there's a lot of like move the ball situations for us. Like even today, it was like a second down in the third down period. There was some move the ball at the end. There's move the ball at the beginning. And I think guys have to feel the pain of mistakes by either going backwards or going forwards. And then we point it out at night and guys learn from it. So um, until it gets ridiculous, you know, if, if something all of a sudden gets ridiculous, I have no problem, you know, us stepping up and doing something. But, uh, you know, I, I these guys right now, they're just grinding. They're trying to get better. And so, um, you know, we're just, we're just trying to correct each mistake as it happens. And, um, you know, mistakes are fine. It's just repeated mistakes aren't fine. And so uh, I like our guys' approach. And I think the thing you mentioned about Bill Parcells and Tom Coughlin is 
they both had tremendous charisma and great personalities and they had relationships with their players. And I think when you have those things, things are way, way, way easier. You know, you can be a little bit of a, you know, tough guy at times. You can be a little bit of a fun guy at times because guys know where you're coming from. And, you know, guys on the team don't really know me yet. Some do that have been with me before, but hopefully each and every day as it passes, they get to realize more where I'm coming from and I get to realize more where they're coming from. And, and I think, you know, we'll build a good team along the way. Hey, Matt, David again. Um, how much of a comfort level does P.J. give you since you coached him before? And, and had you not had that level of comfort with him, um, would you have just picked him up just on sight unseen maybe? Or, or not sight unseen, but just having watched him some highlights? Well, I think so because um, – I think he had seven or eight teams try to sign him. I mean, when he signed here with us, you know, we had, we had three quarterbacks at the time. I mean, he was really just signing here because he, you know, I think he, the situation wasn't as good as some other places, but he trusted, you know, me and, and the staff and the way that we do things. Um, a player's previous relationship with me has no impact on what, what will happen with them in the future. And I think they all know that, right? So um, I know who he is as a person. I know his character. But I, you know, I also played against Will Greer twice, and I know who he is, and I know him and his family and his character. I know I have coached against Teddy. So um, as we come out here, you know, iron sharpens iron, the best guy plays. But what I do know is because I've seen these guys all in the field in college, all three quarterbacks, I know we have three winners. And I, I truly believe the quarterback position is about having a hit factor. And um, that, that comes in many different ways. You can't really describe it, but but you know it when you see it. I think all three quarterbacks have it. So, um you know, I love I love PJ Walker to death. He's done a lot of great things for me, but everything he gets, you know, here will always be earned. Or WFNZ, when looking at the battle uh, at offensive guards, I mean, you've got uh, John Miller and Michael Schofield who are veterans, but you've also got a guy like Dennis Daly who can move around there. Uh, what have you seen so far, just with that battle? Well, Johnny Miller is one of one, like you know you hear me you know I believe in like the brand. I have a brand that I like to talk about it being tough, hardworking, and competitive. Johnny Miller is exactly, exactly the type of player that we want on this team. He shows up every day. He works. He doesn't say much. He just works and works and gets better and better. He has a great attitude. You know, he's my kind of guy. He's one of us. Um, I, I could, you know, I could take that all day. I'd say the same for those other guys. I just think Johnny Miller's had a really, really good camp. And then we've been having Dennis Daly be the starter on the left side. You know, Schofield's a veteran guy that can, that started a tackle, that started a guard, that, that can go battle for those positions as well. And then, uh, you know, Chris Reed was a guy that was here last year um, that we think has starter ca you know, capability. And we think is a guy that can battle for those jobs. So I think the battle for the starting guard positions is going to be a good one. Dennis and Schofield both give us flexibility to play guard and go outside at tackle. So, um, you know, th that, those are important things, but uh, again, Johnny Miller, you know, he, you mentioned him. I mean, he, he's, he's exactly what we're looking for. And, and I uh, love, love the versatility and toughness of Schofield, uh, the young talent of Daly and uh, Chris Reed. You know, he just needs an opportunity to show what he can do, and we're going to try to give him that. Hey, Matt, Steve Reed again with Associated Press. Sorry I didn't get a chance to follow up uh, earlier, but, you know, when, when you talk about putting Christian back there, possibly to return punts, is that something that you got to weigh, you know, obviously the, the, you know, the injury, the risk factor there? Is that something that you guys would have to talk about and any concern with that if you had to do that? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime, I think anytime you step out of the football field, like there's a risk of injury. Um, you know, uh, punt return, I think, you know, because of the ability to fair catch and all that's maybe a little safe for the kickoff return, though I don't really know that. I'd have to look that up analytically. Um, 
So, uh, you know, I think anytime you have a chance to get the ball in, in, in one of your best players' hands, it, it's something you have to think about. Again, I, it's not something I'm sitting here saying that we're doing, though. It's something, you know, you asked me would we consider it, and I said, I, you know, obviously we would consider it, but it's not like in our, you know, immediate plans. And I think one of the reasons for that is, like, you know, Farrell Cooper's a, he, he's a Pro Bowl returner that we got. And so um, we're going to, I think, really exhaust that. But we're, we are work repping Christian. We are repping uh, DJ at times. And, and um, you know, if, if it's the right situation, you know, if, if it's a punter that's given us returnable balls, if the ball's backed up, then, then I think – um, you know, you, you consider it just a little bit more. Hey, we'll take a couple more questions. Hey, Matt, uh, it's Vincent with the right report. Um, both you and Phil Snow have made a point of talking about the positional flexibility of a lot of your defensive backs in terms of ability to play both corner and nickel and, and sort of safety. Um, has there been sort of some discussion about or are there plans to sort of move some of those guys between position groups during one-on-one so they can get a chance to work against different you know, wide receivers or tight ends, for example? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a good question. Um, um, I, I don't know that, you know, I think most of the guys who play corner go over and, and work versus, you know, inside or out. Most of the, most of the safeties have been, have worked versus the, um, have worked versus the, uh, you know, the tight ends and backs and all that. So I think that's, we've kind of stayed a little more traditional with that. You know, if you saw today, we, instead of doing traditional, after traditional one-on-ones, we did some, you know, some combo like bunches and stacks. And I think when you get to those periods, you know, you get a little bit more uh, work, you know, guys get a little bit work moving to different places. So um, that's a really good question, to be quite honest with you. I, uh, um, I think we've just been a little bit more traditional with it, you know, just kind of putting them at their natural position. And I, I always look at one-on-ones. I look at it more as a drill than a competitive period, you know, so it's you're really working on your technique and, and then trying to see if you can then bring that drill work to the teamwork. And, and that's the phase that a lot of our guys are in. They're really good in drills. We just got to get them to do in the team periods what they do in the drill periods. Matt, I'm not sure if we saw Bravion today. And then I was also curious kind of how many guys are, are staying in the hotel during camp. Hey, um, this will be the last question. Joe's question will be the last question. Um, I don't know that I don't know the number for the hotel. It's a great question. I don't I don't know that number. Um, you know, I know Sean Padden staying there. I, I'm not sure what the exact number is. Maybe Bruce can find that out for you. Um, and then, yeah, Bravion, Bravion woke up this morning and just had um, just wasn't feeling well. Not not COVID related. It was more like gastrointestinal stuff. So uh, he came in, and the doctors uh, the doctors just ruled him out with uh, GI tract stuff, non COVID related. That was the first question I asked. I'm sure like everybody else, and uh, yeah, just uh, just some stomach stuff.